Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is June the 8th, 2022. Strong hand. Long-term thinking. Fitting in is overrated. Only the beginning. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. I'm offended by some. Buying over crying. Confident decentralist right here. Compete, don't complain. I've got some conviction. Okay, my strong, hand elite friends. How are you today? Hello, my elite friends. It's always great to see you here. This is the third show brought to you by my buddy up in Sioux Falls. Oh, yeah. He's rocking it, baby. Thank you so much. And thank you, Henry Law, also. The dude, some guy sent me some Ethereum. All the people. We only need $94 for the next one Bitcoin show. I mean, Derek was a hardcore spender, dude. Thank you, man. Um, but we need some, some other people chip in. Yeah, 94 more dollars, we'll get another show. If not, you can see me this weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina, baby, at the Bitcoin Day event. Use the Meister discount code ADAM10. It's linked to below. Uh, the Charlotte event is linked to below. You can see what's, who's going to be there. Zach Vol is going to be speaking there. To Guy Swan, you know, best guest in the freaking space, baby. All right. Uh, so, and then the one after that, Bitcoin Day will be July 23rd in Denver. I'll be there. Andy Hoffman will be there. Some other dudes that have been on the show will be there. Uh, so I look forward to meeting a lot of you in person. I knew someone in Charlotte, at least one person said they were going to come hang out with me there uh, at the event. It'll be great. I love meeting people in person. You know, this virtual... Uh, Virtual land that some people are living, the, the metaverse. Oh, wait, the metaverse is real, but real life is really real, baby. Pound it, baby. I love, I I have been in this. I never took a freaking day off from the real world during the last two and a half years, baby. I've been outside every day, as you guys know. And by the way, if you live in Alaska and Montana, you should have a Bitcoin Day event. Contact me and I'll put you in touch with the Bitcoin Day people. Or you contact them. And so some of you are like, well, why, why should there be a Bitcoin Day event in Alaska or Montana? I just feel like it. I want to visit there and Bitcoin Day takes care of me. They fly me out there and everything. I want to go to Alaska. <laughs> so it's, it's, come on, Anchorage, step up, baby, or Fairbanks, wherever, and do it when it's still warmish there. Okay, but seriously, and I want to also, again, I keep, thank you all the people you know who, who are watching the show live. I'll, I'll say hi to you. Do a super chat. Or type in Bitcoin Meister to get my attention. If you have a if you have a question and you don't do that, I'm not going to see it, dudes, uh, because it turns colors on the side. I hope all of you had a great Shavuot. Uh, I had a great Shavuot here in Salt Lake City. I'm driving to Boise tomorrow, and then flying from Boise to Charlotte, then Charlotte back to Boise, and then I'll be in Boise for like two months or something like that. So, um, and then of course I'll go to Denver during the time I'm in Boise, but. 2024 having. I just wanted to send a reminder. I know a lot of you loved it during the last bear market. And we are in a bear market now, baby. By the way, look at this. I'll be talking about vegan Meister in a second. I love these Brussels sprouts, baby. Gonna cook them afterwards. Uh <laughs> no, I do love I love I 
acquired a taste from Brussels sprouts in the last few years or so. Uh, even when I was still eating meat, uh, they were good with meat. If you still eat meat, that's your thing. But uh, during the last and, and plays the two X people, if you want to get through this introductory thing, and you're watching this tape, because there's a lot of good stuff I talk about later in this video, I promise. Uh, but if you're watching this live, you're going to have to hear me talk about 2024 having uh, let, you know, 2020, 2018, I would always say, say strong hand, 2020 having. And then the minute we had the 2020 having, I started talking about 2024 having, of course. And again, 210,000 block theory, dudes. Treat it as a, uh, your Bitcoin as a savings account. At least hold on to it for four years, 210,000 blocks. Uh, you know, we're one day closer to an all-time high. And Bitcoin always returns to its all-time high. This is stuff I said last uh, down market uh, and uh, bear market, whatever you want to call it. And I was proven 100% right. I'll be 100% right again, guys. So uh, I don't think any of you guys have weak hands here, but I, a lot of you love to hear some of these phrases. So strong hand, 2024 having, it'll be in March. It, I mean, we're less than two years away from the 2024 having. So Hold on to things. This time, this bear market is nowhere near as scary. And it should, I mean, it shouldn't, none should be scary. But it, it shouldn't be as trying as the other ones. But some people, they everything's an existential threat to them. That's the way the world works today. It's unfortunate some Bitcoiners are like that. But everything is the worst thing ever. Russia, existential, worst thing ever. This, 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 we've never had something this horrible in life. We're living in the most comfortable society time to be alive ever, but yet we have people saying this is the wor worst situation of X ever. It's, there's a lot of contradictions here. Use your freaking brains. Don't get into a panic prison and overreact like most people do overreact today. And yes, Salt Lake City is beautiful here in June. It's, I'd like to say, I mean, a lot of virtue singlers here, but it, it's a safe city. Um, and God, June is beautiful here. Wow. Wow. The mountains. Uh, I look forward to Boise though. So, uh, and, and just, I, I was thinking back in my college days, if someone would have told me, you know, you're in the next 24 hours, you're going to be in Boise, Salt Lake City, Charlotte, you're traveling all around. I'd say, yeah, that's, that's a businessman. That's a businessman. That, that, that's what I taught the, what I was taught a traditional businessman was. And I think I would have enjoyed it if you told me back in college, you know, you'll, you'll be doing a, this, there was no, obviously no Bitcoin or anything like that then. So I'm definitely, I'm, I'm proud of, of doing this. The traveling can be a little bit of a hassle sometimes. Uh, well, I, I love the, the road trip I'm going to do up to Salt Lake City, but you know, get, get, get up to Boise, but you know, getting from Boise to Charlotte, obviously is going to be a pain on, on the airlines, but uh it's fun. I'm proud of it. I'm a businessman. I grew up to be a businessman, like I, like I thought I would. <laughs> but I thought I, I I knew I'd there be. I knew somehow I would not be traditional. And man, have I not been traditional at all. And this is not a. This is everything else. You know, when I'm on those planes, I'm like I'm I'm a, I'm a businessman. I'm a, I'm a traditional businessman. But other than that, there's nothing traditional about it. Just, just the travel is sort of. Traditional businessman. I thought I thought I would mention that. It puts a smile on my face when I think of uh, th think of that uh, type of thing. I do love my Nissan Versa that I bought just for these road trips, tra traveling around the United States. It is just such a reliable car, so, so good. Japanese, uh, well, at least a Nissan. Uh, I, I guess I hadn't really driven a Nissan before. I don't. They're great. They're, they're great. All right. So uh, let, let's talk about crypto grifters real quick. 
and uh, what, what that really is. And I see Spine Ticks said, strong hand, offended by selling. Good, Spine Ticks, good to see you here, man. I don't know your name very well, but hey, uh, there's, there's all sorts of people there. Hey, and retweet this, dude. We need, we need you to spread the word so people actually know this video is out there. Um, YouTube just, uh, you know, if you're an algorithm slave, you, YouTube knows how to promote things that the 80 percenters want. Uh, if you, you're going to talk about the latest altcoin or whatever, we're not going to talk about that today. So if you want this kind of uh, information spread, then you're going to have to help spread the word uh, because YouTube isn't going to do it for us because we're, we don't appeal to an algorithm slave. So be proud of yourself that you use your brain. You're not an algorithm slave. Pound that like button as, as a, a wise man once said. So uh, <laughs> first, for, I got all sorts of topics written. All right, so a lot of people love to call projects. They don't like grifting. Every, you know, people, they don't like grifters. Well, let's define what a, what a grifter is. And it's a person who's a rent seeker who goes to the freaking government and says, you need to ban XYZ. And the reason they're saying to ban XYZ is because it's going to help them. Okay. That's what true rent seeking is. And that's what I, I believe true what running a grift is, is when you go cry to mommy government, daddy government and say, make this illegal. So I get an advantage for my business that you're running a grift. You're, you're, you're a rent seeker at that at that point. And so we have these technologists that are out there, so-called technologists. And the title of one of the titles of my last show was uh the rise of the crypto skeptic. And I was talking about a girl uh, who's just a total uh, virtue singler, but, you know, kind of had some mass appeal to her. And I, I said, you know, people like that, they're going to quote girls like this all the time now. But and then the next day, these technologists and it's linked to below come out with this letter that is, yeah, they're all crypto skeptics begging the government to basically do something that the Bitcoin doesn't serve a purpose that uh, you know there should be regulation upon it now I don't know all of these so-called technologists but you know part of the reason they're doing this well if part of the reason they're doing this is because they run a business that is threatened by Bitcoin and they need the government to protect them from this quote-unquote threat and it's just competition when you're running a business, you're going to get threats all the time. It's called a comp competition in the free market. And you become a freaking grifter, rent seeker, when you can't take it. Where you Because this is where the big boys play. And it's unfortunately in capitalism, people still got, gotten used to crony capitalism, that the, it's not where the big boys play, okay, in, in, in the United States of America. They go cry to the government and they become grifters and rent seekers. So these are crypto grifters. So you don't just toss around the term calling people you don't like grifters. It it definitely is a real thing. And it's a it's pathetic and disgusting. <laughs> but and I, I wanted to bring it up, but hey, this is where the big boys play. So we're gonna have to deal with, with uh entities that go to the government and the, I mean there's a lot of people that that are involved in proof of stake chains, okay. And they're threatened by proof of work. So they, they, they want to get rid of Bitcoin. They're threatened by Bitcoin. So a grift that they run. So Ripple right now, it's not a grift by itself. Okay. It's not, they're saying what they are. It's a pre-mined coin that does a proof of, uh, proof of stake. Okay. But when the 
boss over there, Brad, when he goes to the government and he says make proof of work illegal or whatever, he's involved with the Greenpeace people with the the, the uh, I, I, I'll talk about it in a second. But with the environmental working group people. All right. He's involved with them. When he goes to the government and says, you know, you do X, Y, Z, if it which includes you know, make proof of work illegal or whatever it is, restrict Bitcoin in some way, then he's a grifter. Then Ripple is a grift. If part of their strategy is uh, we must get the government, we must get the government to handicap Bitcoin in order to help our business. That is a grift. That is rent seeking. So know what rent seeking really is. Know what grifting really is. Maybe you have a different def definition of grifting. For me, it, it should be a, a grift is is rent seeking is is going to the government. It's, it's a very simple and, and easy uh, easy thing to understand. Um, all right, all right. So we, we talked about the crypto grift. So yes, unfortunately, in Bitcoin, that there are there there are grifters also that that want restrictions that will help them. So in the larger crypto space, yeah, it, it's clear that they're they're uh, they're grifters. But in, in fact, in Bitcoin, there are too. They're like, oh, look, the, the government needs, it, it's helping your uh, whatever you're doing. You feel threatened by Ethereum. You're a rent seeker, at least. Yeah, you feel you feel uh, threatened by Ethereum, and you, you need the government to do something. No, you, you come on, confident decentralist. Confident, be confident in what you're doing, and be a true decentralist. And don't appeal to the government as a centralized authority to take care of the competition that you can't take care of on your own. This is where the big boys play. That, that's what good explanation of what that's that saying means right there. OK, so this goes to the society that we're living in today, the do something society. We where people scream, do something, do something. We need you to do, do something for the sake of doing something because we can't do it on our own. We can't take care of ourselves. So centralized authority, do something. And it's impulsive. And it can lead to the centralization of power. When everybody is screaming, do something, because there's a tragedy in Texas, that leads to the, I mean, that can lead to the rise of an authoritarian leader who, yeah, I'm going to do something. If you give me all the power, I'm going to do something. I'm going to protect you. And that leads to horror. That can lead to horror and terror when everyone has the mentality because they can't. Everything's an existential threat. Everything must be solved immediately because they're impulsive. They they have no long-term thinking. They have no long-term planning. This is a nightmare that people can bring about. And when the president of the United States is saying do something, I mean, that should – be alarming. That should alarm. That should wake you up to the to to that the, the default for people is collectivism, is to uh, you know not be individuals and take care of themselves, but to beg for a strong leader who will do something and protect them. And so we are in a society today where. Sickness and mental illness is glorified, okay? And long in a society where everyone's screaming or many people are screaming to do something and sickness and mental illness is glorified, well, the long-term thinkers are going to be the ones who are punished, okay? And again, centralization of leads to abuse of power and people are begging for centralization, for people to do something, and I, I go back to, to the uh, 
just stick to your principles, people. You know, there are going to be tragedies. Don't let, don't become an emo, an emotional basket case because of a tragedy somewhere and beg for, to do something. Think, think about what the, what's going on in society today. We, for the last two and a half years, we have glorified sick people. We have glorified mental illness. Okay. So people, people just take mental illness is almost like, well, it's, it's the new normal. We should be happy. You know, people that that's, it's a good thing when people are uh, hypochondriacs. It's a, so when you have people who are so obviously mental and people that, you know, there's a mental illness of the, around, there's a mental confusion about what gender you are. It's, it's mental illness. It is mental illness. Okay. So that's, that's, that's pedestaled. So it's, it's no surprise that we have guys out there, and it is mostly young men, who are seriously mentally ill, and they need to be treated. They need to be taken off the streets, all right? There are, and people are so used to like, well, you know, I don't want to interfere, you know, it's a, it, maybe they're just a little different. People want to be called autistic these days. It's, it's one of the weirdest things I've seen. Yeah, People are like, yeah, I'm a little autistic. I'm like, dude, no, what are you doing there? What, what are you saying? Come on now. And I, 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 I don't want to dis autistic people. I mean, the autistic people can work through their issues. I mean, some serious ones are going to always have serious issues. But people are like, well, it's cool to say you're a little autistic. So it, it's like this deranged world that we live in. And it has to be called out. So there's part of your solution to the issue that's out there. Instead of having a dictator take away people's possessions, okay, take away people, people a, a complete dis disrespect of private property, people begging for do something, steal their private property. How about we address the mental illness issue that is so obvious out there? I mean, you, you go to public places and you, and you see people behaving just out of this world now. And it's encouraged by the government and it trickles down into, to, and I'm not going to say those people are going to go wacko and do horrible things. No, they're not. Most people who are, you know, obeying the government and becoming mental ill basket cases, they're not going to do horrifying things. They're just hurting themselves and handicapping themselves. But it, when we have that aura, okay, when we're, when we're living in, in, when that's the zeitgeist of the world or whatever, what, what do you want to say? Um, and that's, that's normal. Then, yeah. It's going to be acceptable that there's that, oh yeah that guy yeah he's just mentally ill it's okay it's okay you know the, the, if you go to Los Angeles or whatever you see the people screaming in the Whole Foods parking lot complete nonsense those are people who could eventually do something that's insane but people are like ah they're just homeless kindly people eh, let's leave no those are the type those are the people that have totally lost complete touch with reality and, and you're defecating on themselves and stuff they need to be handled okay and we it would be great if we could as a society we could come to that understanding of what you know what is normal what is rational but uh again we've, we've lost what rational is and I, I i don't want that dictated from a leader above we should rationally understand that what's been dictated by the leaders above us has been totally irrational for the two, last two and a half years. And maybe if we, you know, people like to scream about common sense. If we just all really used our brains, used our brains, and didn't, weren't allowed, didn't allow ourselves to be dictated to what common sense is by the experts 
But we use our brains and, and rationally figured out what common sense was. I think, and it takes time. It's, it's not impulsive begging for leadership. It takes time. And that's what being in the Bitcoin space, if you're a true, I mean, if you're a true holder, you understand all this stuff comes naturally to you, I think. You know, long-term thinking, not making irrational short-term decisions, impulsive stuff, it leads to disasters. So right now, you, you have a you have a disaster, and most people are screaming for impulsive, irrational solutions. When all it really takes is like, let's step aside, let's not get into property confiscation here, let's not get into violating basic rights, let's analyze the situation. It's not about physical possessions here. It's about mental illness. But most people, they're so mentally ill, they, they jump jump to these uh, uh, horrifying conclusions, and which leads to the do something mentality. And that's a very, very scary thing when you're begging for, for some central authority to do something. Decentralization helps get rid of and that's why I love Bitcoin so much. That's why I love uh, the United States so much, what it was intended to be, because it cuts down on abuse of power. When you start going towards centralization, you're going to have all sorts of horrifying abuses of power. All right. So a little bit of a rant there. Environmental Working Group. There's an article linked to below from Coindesk. Inside the Environmentalist Campaign, to change Bitcoin's code. Now, if you read this article, they straight up say in the article, these uh, environmental working group people, Greenpeace, whoever the part of this, uh, the people who wrote, uh, who, who run the site that's about uh, making a Bitcoin proof of work, okay? I mean, proof of, yes, excuse me, proof of stake. That makes it, that's begging uh, for Bitcoin to be proof of stake. You know, why don't you guys just uh, proof of work, change the proof of, I, I know sometimes I, if they're earlier in the show, I messed up. Sometimes I interchange proof of work. I get them confused. You know, I know what I'm talking about. I just, I'm talking too darn fast here. Um, but the people who want Bitcoin be just like Ripple and all the others that want it to be a, like proof of stake instead of what it's going to stay proof of work. It seems like they, 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 they didn't live through the Bcash situation. Okay, in this article, but they say in the article that they do know about what happened with Bcash. So it's very odd. It, it's it seems if you read this article, it seems like they're going to really go for this ESG fork. Okay, even though they know that because they think that Bitcoin is centralized enough, or they say it is, that they can convince certain people to to talk about it. And, and I guess change the community's mind and that their fork will be the real Bitcoin. I mean, have they ever heard of Roger Ver before? I mean, they're not going to, it's, it's so weird. It's just like, they say they live through the B-caching. They say they understand it. You read the article. It appears they don't understand it. I wouldn't think they lived through it. They didn't learn any lesson from it, but you know what? Go ahead make my freaking day. I hope they do do it. I hope that is exactly what they do. Now, if they if they do it, it will fail miserably. And I have some ideas. I'll talk about it in another show one day about, uh, you know, how to get them to even fork, fork it again after they fail. 
you know, <laughs> proof of making it proof of uh, stake, dudes. You know, you're, you're going to have to make it 42 million Bitcoin also. And you're probably going to leave that out also because if only 21 million Bitcoin, you're not that's not for the uh, that's not very social. You know, Bitcoin's so exclusive now with only 21 million. You got to make it 42 million and have a pre-mine and give it away to poor people and have a board. But we can talk about that. But read the article. It's, it's linked to below. They're, they're definitely going to have – they're not giving up on this Bitcoin is bad for the environment and we need a proof of stake Bitcoin. All right. Good. I think it's fine. I think it, I, I'm a confident decentralist. I'm going to enjoy getting my crypto dividend from these these sucker MCs. And they, they really seem like I know I've been talking about this for a long time that eventually we would have another major fork. And I, I and some of you have said and it hasn't happened yet, Adam. Read this article. You, you'll you'll see. Uh, looks like they, they're really going to they're going to do it eventually. They're not get, they're not giving up the. And, and you know, they're well-funded, Greenpeace and uh, Environmental Working Group, maybe Ripple, who knows? All right. Let's see if uh, there were any questions here in the in the chat. Uh, we got Doug is in the house. And all right, good. Good to see people. Again, dudes, type in uh, type in uh, Bitcoin Meister or do a super chat. Oh, wait, I only had it. I don't have it in the live channel. Great. Hope I didn't miss anything. Okay. Yeah, keep on doing it and keep on retweeting it. And play the 2x if you're not watching this live right now. What do we have? And I do want to say something about uh, innovation and diversity of the mind are all brought about by decentralization. Okay. Remember that in any aspect of your life, if when, when someone wants to centralize something, they become a veto authority. They become the person who says, well, this is bad. You can't do it. And when you have obstacles like that, that are brought about by centralization, that's when you get rid of innovation and diversity of the mind right there. If something is truly de diversified, or excuse me, uh, decentralized, all sorts of ideas, there are going to be a lot of bad ideas that pop up, but, uh, there's going to be a lot of innovation that pops up also. So I know a lot of you get disgusted by some of the uh, ideas that get bantied around in the space. Deal with it, dudes, because it is diverse. That is true diversity. When you have decentralization and anyone can come up with a horrible idea or a good idea, and it might lead to some incredible innovation. And so I, again, last, last show, I talked about the rise of the crypto skeptics. And it came true. And if you want to, if you want to read these hard, these crypto skeptics, what they had to say, um, and they are CUCKs in the way they appeal to the government, that the letter they wrote to the, the United States government, it's concern.tech, okay, concern.tech, and they said Bitcoin was good for nothing. And one of the first things that came into my mind was like, well, these people are supposedly, you know. For, for, for the little guy and they want to protect the they want to protect the the, the the little guy and the first thing my rebuttal to them immediately would have been like this what is bitcoin good for it's good at getting around financial tyranny and people who are oppressed in these third world countries that you you supposedly care so much about in all your other virtue signaling on twitter you care about these third uh, third world countries when it comes to trump and whoever 
Uh, you know, you can't call them S-hole countries, but you don't want there to be Bitcoin. You want the United States government to do something with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency so they can't get around their financial repression. So we can't support these people in these horrifying places. So people in Zimbabwe can't get value out of their country because of capital controls, which I saw firsthand in 2016. These freaking concerned that tech people. Have you ever been to Zimbabwe like I have? No, you haven't probably. You haven't probably even been to Africa, for God's sakes, or a third world. Uh, but yes, there is an article in Cointelegraph. I linked to it below. Human rights activists take aim at privileged. <laughs> I like how they use the word privilege. I, I don't like to call people privileged, but they're giving a, a little bit of a taste of their own medicine when they call the crypto skeptics privileged. They're using their own little language there. This uh this counter or this argument to them that, uh, yeah, they wrote to, to Congress, this human rights activist group saying, no, don't don't do something to Bitcoin. Let, let it let keep hands off approach. People in these uh, oppressed nations need cryptocurrency. It is something they need right now. And you had people um, like that woman who escaped uh, North North Korea. What is her name? She's she's an attractive uh, young lady. She's been on Jordan Peterson. She's been on everyone's show before. Umani or whatever. Any, I'm, I'm butchering her name. I didn't write it down. But uh, I mean, uh, Alex Gladstein, a lot of people from different countries, people who are actually involved in cryptocurrency. Uh, because the people that were at, that, that wrote the letter, the concern.tech letter, like none of them were really even involved in cryptocurrency. It's crazy. Um but hey, they're entitled to their thing. And this is where the big boys play. There's, there's, we still have freedom of speech here. So people can write a letter, uh, you know, pointing out that uh, saying to the United States government, don't create a situation where uh, th there's grifting involved. Okay. Don't create a rent seeking situation. Let this thing flourish so people can innovate and be free and be truly free. And other nations can, uh, uh, citizens of other nations are being oppressed. They are already benefiting from Bitcoin. So that was, that was great. That was great to see. Uh, and you can read it yourself. It's, it's linked to below the article about it. And I'm glad people are speaking up. Uh, and as I said, we're going to hear more and more from all sorts of crypto skeptics. So you, if, if you don't like it, do what these, uh, these uh, activists, human rights activists did. They, they were in motion. I, I, I like what they did. They're preventing this uh, possible grifting on the point part of the concern.tech people. And I think the concern.tech people, one of the people either was associated with or, or on the periphery of something that I, I, there's a GitHub called Bitcoin Zero. I linked to it below. The aim of this repository is to collaborate on bringing about the end of proof-of-work style cryptocurrencies, such as Bitcoin and perhaps cryptocurrencies in general. So the Bitcoin haters have a GitHub. They haven't actually come up with anything. They have a, like some rants there about how they hate Bitcoin. Um, they haven't come up with anything technical to destroy Bitcoin, of course, or anything technical to destroy proof-of-work, of course. But they're the same type of people who, who wrote that letter to the government. Uh, they're haters. Now, at least if you have a GitHub where you're trying to actually produce something technical, 
that's going to destroy Bitcoin, where at least you're not begging the government. But some of the uh, the talk on the since they haven't produced anything to get rid of Bitcoin, some of it is just talk that involves psychological operations against Bitcoin. Some of them are, are pretty naive too. Like it's just like stuff that's been tried. They seem like they have. <laughs> it's kind of funny some of the things that they suggest. It's stuff that's been tried. It's like, have you been around for Roger Bear and Bcash before? I know I said that before, but it's it's, it's just it's so funny. You know, there, there's people that come along to the space to the Bitcoin space that they're like, we're here, we're here to save Bitcoin, and they they bring up some idea that's already been fancied about. You know, expand the block size. We're gonna that's gonna say, but then we have this we have certain people these negative Nancys that that come around. We're here to destroy Bitcoin, but they're using the same stuff that's been brought out before and hasn't succeeded at all. So let, let them waste their time, but you can go to Bitcoin Zero and see some of the wacky stuff some of these concern.tech people think about in their spare time. It's so sad. It, it's so sad because I, I love creating new things. I'm about construction, not destruction, innovation. But these are people that are wasting their time on destruction. It's pitiful. That's what they do during this golden age when they when so much can be created and so much has already been created. And, and we've only been in the 2020s for three years now, okay? Two and a half years. So, um, yeah, they're pathetic. But, hey, I'm not calling on the government to make the crypto skeptics illegal. I'm just here to say they're here and we don't fear. We've got strong hands and we're pounding that like button now. Uh, PayPal uh, Tour de Meester tweets out uh, PayPal users can now withdraw Bitcoin to external wallets. I wonder if this is an analogous to how in the mid 2000s broadband internet became the standard and almost nobody would settle for less anymore. You know, I wish that was the case, uh, dude. I wish that was the case, glorious Tour de Meester. But most people are totally happy. We're so early in the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency revolutions, all right, that most people want third parties to hold their Bitcoin for them. And they don't care if they can never move it off that platform. At least they can sell it from that platform. They're still fiat freaks is what I'm saying. All right. Uh, but I, it's good that PayPal does allow people to uh, move the Bitcoin off the platform because some people will learn what controlling your own private key is and not to learn the, to rely on some centralized authority like Bitcoin, like a centralized authority like PayPal. Uh, and yes, when you're relying on a third party, you're relying on a centralized authority and you are due to understand what abuse of power is all about because they will do something and you're going to say that's unfair. I, it's my Bitcoin. Dude, you, you went to centralization. That's where abuses of power thrive. All right, so Coinbase took away some people's job offers, all right? They, they fired some people, and Gemini did something similarly similar. And guess what? These big corporations, they weren't fully ready for this crypto winter, whatever you want to say, call it. So they, they did some things that... Uh, Companies do when uh, they need to save money. They fired people and they also rescinded some offers. 
And some people, and I would be unhappy if Coinbase, if Coinbase offered me a job and they said, oh, we can't give you that job anymore. And I already quit my other job. Uh, and there was nothing legally, you know, if it wasn't written in paper, you know, there's only so much you could do. And apparently that there was legally that it was so legal for what they, they did. So some people got really pissed and angry and that's their right. But there was one guy here. He, uh, his name is a Copic. Uh, and he went on Twitter and he said, this is what happened to me. But I, I, want, I still want to work on this space. And he just put himself out there in a very positive way. He was in motion. And I saw the replies to what this guy put out there. It is a lesson for all of you to understand what, you know, compete, don't complain is about. You can, you can be angry. You can complain for a while. But then just get back on your – get back off your butt. Compete. Be in motion. Put yourself out there. All these people are like, contact me, contact me. They were like, you could work here. You could work there. I mean, there are so many opportunities out there now. And in, in my I, with one of my recent videos, I said, still, these companies are spending lots of money on marketing, all sorts of things. They are still hiring. This guy's thread, it, it's proof is in the pudding right there. You've got companies reaching out to the dude. All right. So, yeah, some big companies are firing people. At the same time, there are other ones that are still hiring. It is clear it's out there. So th there's an article that came out today about Coinbase. This has been kind of a public relations nightmare. You know, they, they rescinded offers. And, okay. And so they put, they allowed the people that they fired and, and uh, rescinded offers to, to put their resumes on a site. And I linked to it below. And so that, so that the competition or just anyone in the space can see who these people were or are. So if you feel bad or, or if you're interested in people who, and it shouldn't be about feelings, but a lot of times it is. But if you want to see who these people are and they are putting themselves out there, it's not like Coinbase said, okay, we, we uh, fired and uh, didn't hire these people. So we're going to put up their resumes without their permission. No, they said, we did this to you. You put up your resumes here. And these people did. So these people, that's in motion. They're not complaining. They're like, they're putting their resume on the site that's getting so, but some people are, are ripping on Coinbase for doing this. I think it's good. I think it's good that Coinbase is doing this. I, I mean, it's it's different, it, but they're fixing a P, something that was a PR problem and they're helping these people out. They're, they're giving these people a tool to be in motion. So cool, awesome. Uh, and so let's uh, let's move on to food shortages. <laughs> there are a lot of people. You know, we had a baby formula shortage, and that's caused by government regulation. And if the government just let the United States uh, import uh, baby formula for all oh, that for, from different countries, that, you know, the EU that had sort of different standards, and if, they, it, if the United States let people homebrew their own. Uh, there's so many restrictions on baby formula, okay? When you have the government interference uh, pr protecting certain industries and, and handicapping other ones, this is what you have. You have price dislocation like this that causes a supply supply insanity, okay? And, but overall, 
all with food, there are some aspects of food that are way overregulated. Maybe there could be something that I can't predict right now. There's going to be, we're not going to have enough of, um, but it's not going to be something that's like a necessity. Maybe, maybe we'll run out of avocados or something. Like that. You don't, that, that for, for, for the time we're living in, that's absolutely ridiculous um, that a government could be that inept and just thinking that the more and more regulations they throw, the better things are going to get. Uh, when in fact the worst they're going to get, that we could get to that situation. But you know we're living in a pretty uh, spectacular time when it comes to uh, centralization of government power and uh, regulatory authority and regulatory overreach. So I'm not saying you know you might say to me in a year, oh Adam, we had a shortage of avocados. You were wrong. What I'm saying is that we live in a time of so much abundance right now. Okay. People throw away so much of their food. Restaurants throw away so much of their food. Uh, farmers are forced to throw away so much of their food, okay? It's, we're nowhere close to where citizens of the United States are going to become hungry because of the nonsense that the United States government is doing right now. If you are hungry right now, go in the dumpster. You're going to find some good food. I guarantee you. I, I know that sounds kind of disgusting. It's true, though. It's, it's legitimately true. I mean, not only... And I just don't mean bread. I mean, you're going to find very good, healthy food in the dumpsters of in every major city in the United States of America. OK, or in every major metropolitan area in the United States of America. You So if you're living in if you're starving in some third world country, I, I can see why you'd want to come to the United States. Because literally the, the streets are paved with food and we live in a, a mass delusion. I, I we've had all sorts of mass delusions where the people are just trained to believe something to be true when it really isn't true. And one of the biggest ones that I have brought up before that is just loved by screaming Karens who live in the major metropolitan areas of the United States is sell-by dates. Okay. People think it's the sell-by date is June 8th that they got to throw it away on June 8th. You're insane. You're insane. It's fine on June the 9th still. So that's what, you know, that's the reason I said you go to any major metropolitan area in the United States, you're going to find perfectly good food in the trash can is because of that. So if we ever got close to even having food shortages, all screaming carriers would have to do, all people would have to stop to just get rid of sell-by dates. All right. Get rid of, the, you know, forcing uh, groceries stores to get rid of food by a certain date. You you have such an abundance. Prices would go down. There's so the regulation is in already, but the the mass delusion in people's heads also when it comes to food is insane. So it would just it would just tra- take some rationalizations on people's parts to to avoid anything close to food shortages. So guys, I know you love the clip. The the YouTube algorithm loves to promote videos uh, that that are saying we're we're going to have a major food shortage in the United States of America. Think rationally about the situation now. And if you if you need proof, go in a freaking garbage can and look look around, okay? Go to Screaming Karen's garbage can uh, in Salt Lake City, the one that's got the Ukrainian flag and the uh, BLM sign and uh, I don't know, whatever, science is God sign or whatever. Uh, and you'll see she, she's in, in her, she's got perfectly good food in her trash can. All right, now, uh, a third of Americans 
making over $250,000 are, li- are living paycheck to paycheck. Now, now who are these people? Um, what does paycheck to paycheck mean in that case? It's just that they, they spend all their money before they get the next paycheck. It's not that they're poor. They just, they spend everything. So they spend their whole paycheck, then they get another huge paycheck. They don't have to spend that next huge paycheck, but they do. And this is usually people who are in, they're not the 1%, but they're in the 2% and the 3%. And they have to keep up a lifestyle where they look like they are rich as the people in the 1%. And this is just a, a reality of the day of why the dollar is going to not go away and why there's just some people who just buy into the inflation game. As long as they can keep doing, they care about fitting in so much. They don't care. They just, they, they need to spend every penny they get. They, they're going to keep on working. They're not going to protest the system. They probably aren't going to get into Bitcoin. They are just going to be major parts of the fiat dollar machine that's out there, okay? That we have one-third of Americans making over $250,000 that are living paycheck to paycheck. That really supports my thesis that the dollar isn't going anywhere, that we've got these people that are just slaves to mainstream society and just hyper-consumerism, keeping up with the 1% when you're not in the 1%, pretending to be a one percenter when you're doing very well for yourself, um, but you still feel the need to just Really, I mean, it's it's a compensation issue. It's over. You, you really need the approval of your wife, your wife's friends, your whoever. It's out there, uh, and yeah, a slave, a slave to popular culture, t- totally is what that's all about. And I want to end this uh, show on a a health note that is out there. Um, Oh, Bitcoinmeister from Auckland, still holding. Good, good. Here's something good out of New Zealand. Talk about abuse of centralization, abuse of power and the centralization of power behind a maniac and people calling for a maniac to do something. Look what happened in New Zealand. My Lord, my Lord, that's the ultimate example of, the, uh, of centralization and just the blind call to do something. Um, but I'm glad you're doing well, dude. And you, you are not... You have uh, decentralized yourself with Bitcoin. Uh, all right. So, yes, we're almost at the end. One more thing. I want to talk about uh, my, uh, you know, my health changes over the last year uh, since I first went to a health nucleus in San Diego. It's almost been a year. And I found out crucial information about myself, life-altering information about myself. And it took I needed to raise my iron level, even though I was eating all that meat. Uh, and finally, I became, you know, I became a vegan uh, at the January 31st was the last day that I did not eat. Uh, the last day that I ate animal. I have not eaten anything animal since then. And after consulting with a really good. Uh, oh my God. Well, first of all, I, I obviously not everybody can do what I did at health nucleus that's for wealthy people. And it's really the one beside buying the car. Um, the one thing I've done as a wealthy person that I wouldn't have done at, not as a wealthy person. Uh, but, uh, so I, I, I loved all the tests out there in San Diego. 
Um, I didn't need the, the doctor co consultation and I, I only signed up for a year. The year is ending, but I did one thing that I've done uh, during that. I, I did consult a, a, a good endocrinologist, um, which I also, you know, paid for out of pocket because I wanted like the best type of endocrinologist uh, possible. And he gave me some advice on my eating pattern. Uh, and I rearranged how I did my, you know, I only eat once a, a day, but I have a four hour uh, window. And he said, start with the fruit. And I had not been doing that. And since then I was able to raise my iron. Finally, my hemoglobin is 13.7. And from what I know about myself, I don't think I've ever had a hemoglobin that, that high at 13.7. And yes, Part of the reason my hemoglobin is low is because I am a runner is and I did not stop running. But it is amazing that as a vegan now that my and I, a year ago, one of the reasons I'm bringing this up a year ago, I would have never predicted I would become a vegan. Never, never. So people don't let health become a religion for you where you're not able to open your mind. Don't let nutrition be a religion. Don't get 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 caught in the get caught up in the cults of uh, only meat, only this, only that, only. Don't become a, a freak vegan where you'd like you don't. Maybe one day I will eat animal again. I'm not ruling it out, okay? So don't. There's it, different things work for different people. Do not become part of a a nutritionist cult, a health cult. You do not want to pigeonhole yourself and get your health stuff stuck in a cult a corner. But you might, you might be going down the drain and everything like that. Now, another thing that I, and we were talking about regulation beforehand. I love that I'm able to, you know, pay and, and for special health treatment. Okay. Spe and not everyone can do that. And we are in, in a, in a country, in a world right now where people are calling more for more and more government interference. And the sad thing I've learned about that is that that has stifled innovation in the health space. And whether you and to a point where real we maybe all could be living longer lives now. And for some of us, it's really unfortunate. We have done our best to keep ourselves healthy, but because of the continued overregulation of the health industry, some of us who are doing good things, we are not going to be just because of life, we're not going to be able to live to be 90. And or comfortably 90, okay? Just because of things that are going to happen to us that should have been preventable through innovation that have not that have not come about. Because every every doctor out there's got to fill, fill out so many so many uh regulatory things, so much paperwork and all these uh, universities and people uh, have to beg the government for uh, grants and they don't get it because they're involved. They're not doing it the right way. They're not writing their grants the right way. So I just, we've talked a lot about decentralization and it can be a life or death thing. And I, I know I've, I, I preach, I'm, I'm a positive guy. I'm a positive. So I want this to be a reminder. I want this to scare people straight a little bit out there. You might be as freaking doing all the things that I'm doing. And I, I might not last to be 90 and I want to be 200, but I, I'm a rational dude right now. The way things are going, um, something could just happen to me that should have been preventable with 
proper innovation. We, we should be living like Jetsons type of lives now, right now. If it, if it was for innovation, if it wasn't for this government regulation in the health industry, I, I, of all the industries that are out there, it, government regulation may have be the most costly in health, in healthcare. And it's not what most people think. Most people think, oh, government regulation will give health care to the poor. No, what government regulation has done is taken away longer lifespans for everyone, for everyone. And it's uh, it's sad. And I so live every freaking day to your for to your fullest. OK. And another thing, you might think you're living really perfect. You need to get all the medical tests you can afford. Get all the medical tests that you can afford. That's what I did. I I thought I was freaking per like so so healthy before the, this year started, and I wasn't. I wasn't. There were things wrong with me. There were numbers that were off. The hemoglobin thing was serious. It was 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 some you know there are some things, and hopefully I'll be able to overcome. You know, hopefully they haven't cut down on my lifespan, but they may have. <laughs> I'm not, you're not going to, I, I could drop dead of a heart attack. You just, you just don't know. You just don't know. But I just said I could drop dead of a heart attack, but we shouldn't be living that life. Heart attacks should have been cured already. Okay. They really should. They should be completely preventable at this point. They really should be. But because of the regulation, random um, widow makers still happen and they shouldn't, they shouldn't happen, but they can happen. And um, let's just get close. Let's stick to our core principles when it comes to everything in life, okay? If you are a confident decentralist, you're going to be confident. You got to be in in everything, all right? So I'm I'm, I'm explaining to you why take that approach to every aspect of life. I just said why it's important in health, but just don't, you're a hypocrite if you're like, we need need the government to come in and get rid of Ripple for us. Um, all right. So, uh, accidental tourists sent 10 euro to end the show with. Okay, dude. Thank you so much. Accidental tourists. Did you ha- have any comments that you, and just, just, you know, you didn't have a question. It was very generous of you to get that, uh, those 10 euro. So I guess we need like 80, 80 bucks for the next show guys. I'm Adam Meister to Bitcoin Meister Disrupt Meister. I'm going to have my, uh, I'm, I'm going to have my Brussels sprouts on my, my meal now. Um, but I, I do feel great. I definitely, I can defecate five times a day now also on days that I sprint because I need to just be cleared out. Like I can defecate at will. It's unbelievable. If you like that type of thing, I guess become a vegan, but it's been, it's been pretty darn good for me. I'm still the Bitcoin Meister. Pound that like button. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys soon. I'll see some dudes in Charlotte this weekend. Who knows when the next show is? Send the super chats and uh, PayPal. You can do it also. Thanks a lot, guys. And DM me if you need more info.